Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 281 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yay! <laughs> little enthusiasm here because, well, it's Boxing Day. Yeah. Indeed. How are you today? That's, I'm your host. The eager beaver pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? and with me as always is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. And of course, because this is the holidays and we are spending time with family and friends, this is recorded on Thursday, December 21st, 2023 for broadcast on Boxing Day, December 26th, 2023. And if the weather network is correct, it'll be about four degrees Celsius and rainy here at the Beaver Lodge. Mr. Grizzly. Oh. First, we should thank our sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvin Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com for their wonderful support through almost, well, three seasons, almost. And we thank you. We love you and we know how much you support us and it means the world. So and we hope that you're having wonderful holidays as well with you and yours. Now, before we move on to the next thing, Mr. <laughs> Grizzly, how's your mental health a couple of days from now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm really tired. It's been a long day. I'm not going to lie. It's been a long day. I achieved a few things today in the workplace, which I'm happy about, but uh, I'm tired and I still have more to do. And I'm going in for three days next week. Wednesday, when, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, Thursday? I don't know. I'm going in for three days next week. And yeah, I, I got a lot of work ahead of me. So it's like, there'll be, I'll be the only person in the building. So it'll be easy to get everything done. There's no distractions. I'm just really tired today. 
that's so, all. No, I think mentally I'm good. I'm just physically tired. That's how it goes. Yeah. How, are, how about yourself? How are you doing? Doing much better, I have to say. My beaver sweetie is much happier now that certain things have been resolved. And there's a couple of bottle ne- bottlenecks and stuff that have been resolved over the past few days. He's feeling a little lighter, which is nice. I don't have any significant obligations for the next while. There are no curling matches till the new year. There are no more rehearsals for anything for the new year. There's, I'm actually going to get that nothing to do except taking care of myself, my sweetie, and uh, spending time with family time for a couple of days, which will be nice, which will be very nice because I've needed it. Are you home next week? Are you out of town or what? What's uh, the we are out of town i believe if everything goes according to plan we'll be out of town saturday and coming back thursday oh okay because i've got a delivery scheduled for you sometime next week i'm just not sure what day okay i got an amazon delivery for you oh okay excellent excellent tell our neighbors about it if it happens to arrive earlier yeah 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 it's i think it said between the 26th and the 28th so i don't know what that means it'll show up when it gets there sort of thing yeah, i think it means it's i think it means it's christmas yeah. <laughs> it can't be a little more definitive. arriving it says arriving 26th to the 28th of december so yeah all right okay. that's good enough we'll have to tell our neighbors for sure then today because we don't know what's going on in the future we thought that we'd try a little something we haven't done this many any before but often shows like this tend to do year-end retrospectives mm-hmm. and rather than doing a stereotypical retrospective i thought i would come up with a couple of categories for things not very many of them are extremely original but considering all the stuff that we've talked about on the show and just talk about stuff and this today, we're thinking about who impressed us, who let us down, who turned us off, <laughs> maybe who inspired us. So just some casual chat. And I was thinking, if we're thinking at the international level, Mr. Grizzly, because, mm-hmm. for example, at the national level, Pierre Polyev was named Newsmaker of the Year. Right? Well, that's now, legit. He made a so lot of news. So was Paul Bernardo. Paul Bernardo was once, too. But Maker of the Year is for better or for ill. That's right. Donald Trump was newsmaker of the year in the United States at one point. Over here, we've had people like Luca Magnata. Yes. Also had Marilyn Bell. Exactly. Be the newsmaker of the year. We've had for better or for worse, depending on how you see him, like maker of the year. A man who was, so you talk about René Luac, a man who was dedicated to his convictions, but... But the, didn't share the, the same irony, ones we do. <laughs> no, but the, the irony of, I think, a large part of René Luac's life, is, is he was all about Poulain Québécois. He was born in New Brunswick. <laughs> I'm serious. He was born in New Brunswick. Yeah. And I got into a discussion with a buddy of mine. I go, no, he was born in New Brunswick. No, he was born... I go, look it up. So he pulls out his phone. He goes, holy shit, you're right. And I go, do you think I would say that if I didn't know what I was talking about? And he looked at me, he goes, I have a whole new respect for you. I go, look, I, I know I'm a dummy, but when I say I know what I'm talking about, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, as I keep on saying on the show, I don't think you are a dummy, my friend. So in terms of international people, I'd assume that we have our usual suspects. Right? We have Putin, Vladimir Putin, Zelensky, Netanyahu, Zelensky, uh, Netanyahu this year. Maybe Javier Malay, given what he represents. Rishi Sunak. 
those are a lot of names we've heard over the year. Was there one that struck you as particularly impressive or maybe most improved or something? It seems that for the most impressive. Pardon? Most notorious, maybe? Most notorious. Well, it seems like most impressive, clearly, Zelensky again. Yes. Yeah. No question. A man who's standing up in the face of oppression. And now we have newspapers in Canada who are, well, a newspaper in Canada, I should say, the Toronto Sun, who has since printed a retraction and an apology. At first, they didn't do that. Hmm. They just said, oh, come on, have a sense of humor. And I guess enough people got on their case about it today that they went, yeah, I guess we made a mistake. Yeah, think. Oh, they tried. They tried. It was just a joke, man. Can you not take a joke? Yeah, the, they did. The stereotypical go-to? Yeah. Yeah, they tried that. Oh, it did not work. Girl, no. The <laughs> prime minister went after them for it today. Did you see that? I know this no, is, I, this is I, Boxing I Day, but yeah, yeah well, he, he went after them for it today. And justifiably, what do you expect from an American-owned hedge fund, right-wing Christian, evangelical GOP supporting PBCC branch, PBCC supporting uh, organization that wants to spin media from a conservative bent and is only allowed to do so because Stephen Harper changed the rules of foreign media ownership. So thank you, Mr. Harper. Mm. Asshole. Yep. Yeah, I I have to agree with you there on, on all those points. It's... In a, right now, at this moment in the nation, there's a whole bunch of people that are, seem to be hell-bent and trying to convince a certain portion of Canadians that we're an inherently anti-Semitic country. And then there's another portion of people trying to you know, convince people that we're pro-genocide. Like, the only thing we're trying to be is pro-human. That's right? it. That's it. That's all I'm... Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. On the international scene, in terms of politicians... We could go to Putin, we can go to arguably Netanyahu, depending on how you feel about what he's doing in terms of making news and which category you want to put on, put him in, you know, impressive or notorious or that all depends on your perspective. Mm -hmm. But I, in terms of making news, if you don't want to go to the usual suspects, I would pick Javier Millet myself. Big news. Yeah. Yeah short period of time and maybe not so much because he's a big newsmaker, but there's probably going to be no doubt that he's the gift that's going to keep on giving. <laughs> he's going to give for international political individuals such as ourselves. We're more Canadian. We concentrate mm. on Canadian, but we will deal with poli- uh, international politics from time to time. But he is going to keep giving for content creators in Argentina, like Daniel Smith and uh, Doug Ford and Scott Moe and, Blaine Hick. Actually, all the conservative premiers in this country. Our premiers are the problem. Hashtag. They're just the gift that keeps on giving for content creators. But here's the thing. Sometimes the gift, no, I'd rather work twice as hard for it as long as people were getting the supports they need because what's happening in Alberta right now is pretty scary. But we'll talk about that later. Yep, yep. No, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, national. Rather than going for party leader or whatnot, because I think we can pretty much all agree that Poliev is horrible and that yeah. all the party leaders that we have so far, if you exclude Miss May, who's always the adult in a room, by process of elimination, it still is Trudeau, mm-hmm. right? Because Blanchet just plays on the ethno, not ethno-cultural thing and just with racism a little too much. And, well, Mr. Singh can't seem to decide whether or not he's for progressivism or not on any given day. Yeah, I know he, he's 
he disappoints me so often because he has the ability to be a statesman. And occasionally, he is. But more often than not, he's pulling from the cards from the bottom of the deck and playing the con card. And I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be better than that. Yeah. It, like, he just disappoints me so damn often. And I hate saying that because I really had so much... I want to like him so bad. This is just it. I do. And, and, and I think in many ways... I respect him in many ways, but it's just like, why are you going, why are you taking the lazy and easy way? Stop doing that. Just stop doing the populism thing. It's not going to work for you, dude. And, and here's the thing. You're going to turn more people off by playing that card because you're losing people in the party. And I know people who were lifelong supporters who have said, I'm voting liberal in the next election. They say, because he plays that con card too often. Well, reform card, let's be realistic blaming the prime minister for things that he knows are provincial premier's responsibilities. Mm -hmm. That's what Polyev does almost yep. daily. So when he plays that game, it's dude, stop speaking to us. Like we're stupid. Indeed. Why, why, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Now there's some uh, interesting news because we missed it, but about a week ago, Mr. Singh welcomed to the world, his second baby girl. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, congratulations, yeah, it, it, Brian. It just you. went, went, yeah, very quietly. I missed it. But everybody says that the baby was healthy and doing well, as is the mother, of course. Baby was born on Monday, the same day the Liberal government announced the plans for the National Dental Care Program championed by the NDP. Hmm. Well, how about that? Two That's successes cool. in one day. Did you see earlier today, too, because this is right. Thursday, the Pharmacare. Right? Thursday? No, I was going to refer to the $480 million to the city of Toronto for housing starts. Nice. Federal funds. Yes. And the, there was a funny thing. There was a reporter who said, well, this was all done by the NDP party. And then people came back and said, no, you're wrong. This was part of the Liberal Party platform in the last federal election. They started it back then. Is what? Yeah. You didn't do your research and you're an actual journalist. Yep, it actually says right here in the article, Toronto will receive $471 million in federal funding to build new homes. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office announced Thursday. The money is coming out of Ottawa's Housing Accelerator Fund and should help Toronto build around 12,000 new units over three years. Trudeau said at the announcement in Toronto, in the next decade, it should help facilitate more than 53,000 units. Isn't that amazing? That's great. Yeah. That's absolutely great. So technically, now with that, if it's 12,000 over three years, let's say 53,000 units over the decade. That's what mm -hmm. this initiative will do. And I believe a recent report came out saying that through all of Doug Ford's wheeling and dealings and tripping over himself, housing starts are actually 3,000 lower this year than they were last. Big surprise. He keeps uh, telling us how he's building houses. Turns uh, out he's not. Can we, can we just take a quick pause there for a sec, sir? Okay. And just give me a second. Melos Choir and Period Instruments present our new album, Voces Feminaro, a moving array of early music by women, about, and for women, from Europe to Persia. Melos is joined by guest Santor Virtuoso Sada Femini, medieval mutinist Brian Martin, and members of Kingston's Nava Band on Par, Setar, Tambor, and Daf. 
From chant composed by the medieval abbess Hildegard von Bingen to Baroque works for strings, choir, and virtuosic soloists by women composers like Isabella Leonarda and Barbara Strozzi, we highlight Europe's undersung musical heroines who faced many strictures around their artistic expression. We also present three stunning lullabies, a medieval Armenian lullaby and two Sephardic lullabies in evocative period arrangements showing maternal love, longings, and loneliness. Hear one Sephardic mother as she complains of her adulterous husband, alongside passionate love songs about women, including Arabic Muvasha, Lama Bade Yatafana, an Iranian love song by Haleki, Bahari del Meshin, Kingston's leading early music group, Melos Choir and Period Instruments, boldly create fresh collaborative interpretations of ancient tunes raising up the inspiring role of women in music through history and across cultures. And we're back. All right. Mr. Grizzly, since before we left, we were talking about Doug Ford and housing. Jug meat and housing. Let's talk about Doug Ford and housing. Well, the, the, just just because we were talking about housing, because mm-hmm. we mentioned that Doug Ford had built 3,000 homes less. So I just wanted to put this little snippet because Doug Ford has come up with a new housing project. Yeah, it seems to be. Especially uh, for the holidays. It says he likes to do this every year around this time. Please. Christmas is a time where we celebrate with our loved ones and create new traditions. One of my favorite things to do during the holidays is to build a gingerbread house. Check it out. Yeah. I'm not watching that. No, we're not. But it inspired two thoughts. Same way house Doug will ever build. That was one. (laughs) It's the only one he can seem to manage to build these days in two. I wonder how much in potential kickbacks, allegedly, the next Auditor General is going to find that we had to shell out in order to get that kit built. Oh, my. (laughs) Filing talents, kids. Filing talents. (laughs) Tis the season to be petty. <laughs> Did you know that War Pigs from Black Sabbath goes to the tune of Deck the Halls? Animals gathered in their masses. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I it the other day. That. Yeah. They one sang last... Deck the Halls to War Pigs. It was cool. Ah, one <laughs> last thing as we're speaking about to Mr. Singh before we move on to our next category was there was some announcement about the Farmer Care Bill because. They had announced that it was not going to happen by the end of the year, which was one of the preconditions for the supply and confidence agreement. And it seems that there has been an agreement to extend the negotiations into 2024 with a new goal of introducing legislation by March 1st. 
So that's what we're looking at. According to health minister, the new health minister, Mark Holland, conversations with the NDP continue to be incredibly productive and collaborative. And NDP health critic Don Davies has confirmed the deadline and said the tone of negotiations with the government remain positive. Quote, we know that many people are not taking the medication they need because they can't afford to, and this is getting worse as Canadians are struggling with the high cost of living. Given that context, continuing progress towards a universal national pharmacare program is more important than ever. We must get this right. If all these negotiations are going so well, my only question will be, and this will be determine whether or not I'm disappointed in Mr. Singh or not, is whether or not he comes back again when it's announced with his favorite word, we had to force the government to do this. Because the negotiations can't be going well. And you're also dragging the government kicking and screaming mm. into the deal. So let's see if Mr. Singh will be honest and able to say, you know what? Yes, it was our initiative, but the government bought in and we both worked together to create something that's wonderful that will help Canadians. Or whether you will say, well, we finally got it because we had to force them because they didn't want to do it, but we made them. He really, here's the thing. He really shouldn't be doing that. That's the wrong tack. It's the wrong tack. It really is because it pisses off moderates, it pisses off progressives, it pisses off centrists, and it pisses off people in his own party. Because it's not supposed to be the way that party does things. No. Not I mean, to mention the fact that it's not even correct. I mean, and when there's a whole other line, we had to work together with the liberals to deliver this because if we had to rely on the conservatives, it would never happen. That's what should be said. That's it. There's the statement nothing more. That's it. That's all you say because it's true. And that's what actually took place. Yeah. So say that, say nothing else. Make the case that the conservatives do not need to form the government, that they should not even less the opposition. Yes. Make yeah. it run for second at least. And if the liberals trip themselves up during the campaign, you might get first. It's a possibility. The, the, the way he keeps going on is, bro, yeah, I am it, not a political pundit. I'm not a political strategist. I have a grade 12 education and thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours of training in my field. I didn't go to university. I went to college. I couldn't afford university. I'm not a genius, but I do know how some things work. And I am pretty good at judging people's reactions to how you behave because I was a sales rep for many years. Mm -hmm. Sales reps are part psychologist, part sociologist, mm -hmm. and all about reading body language. Mm -hmm. If you're a successful sales rep, and I was pretty good at it too. Mm -hmm. Towards the end, I started hating my customers, but that had more to do with my depression than anything else. I just didn't know what was wrong with me at the time. But it really, it's all about selling. And to sell something, you need to learn how to sell it. And right now, if he's going to go down that route and say that the liberals, we had to force them. No, bro. You're, you're, you Look, the first thing I learned in the very first sales course I took when I was 19 years old was you do not sell your product by cutting down another. That's that why Coke the, doesn't put ads against Pepsi and Burger King doesn't put ads against McDonald's. Ever. It's the worst thing you can do. You is want to cut people down your to come and have burgers, period. Yes. And yep. then you fight for the market, <laughs> but cutting, you all support burgers. 
cutting down <laughs> your competition is just a stupid thing to do. It's sales 101. Do not cut your competitor down. You can cut the conservative party down because... You know. Miracle on 34th Street. The Santa at Macy's. When they couldn't find the perfect toy, set them somewhere else. And people said, I normally shop there, but now I'm going to shop here because that actually works. That's not just a Hollywood script. It works. I know because when I worked in sales, somebody came to me looking for something specific. And I said, unfortunately, we don't carry that line. But if you run down the street and talk to so-and-so at this place, he'll be able to help you out. And the guy looked at me and he goes, you're sending me to the competitors? And I go, they're another small business in this city, locally owned. We help each other out from time to time. They carry products we don't, and we carry products they don't. We help each other out. It's called a community. We're mm -hmm. not trying to cut each other's throat here. We're trying to build each other up. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like when somebody says to me, and this is the truth, and I'm going to get a little, I'm going to push for a local company here, so bear with me. Uh, you need a specific tool. You might go to that big HD place down the street. You know who they are, right? Mm -hmm. That big conglomerate from the United States of America, originally out of Atlanta, Georgia. Then there was another company that started with L, but they bought up another company that started with R, and they were going to close all the stores, and instead they're back to the R name. The L yep. name is gone. Yep. It's, I'm speaking in t vaguely yes. here because they're not paying us, but Preston Hardware, yes. a local hardware store, just a five-minute drive from here, it is actually the largest independent hardware store in all of Canada. Mm -hmm. And a good one. And it's a damn good one. Everybody yeah. who works there has worked there for years, for the most part. They've got a very experienced staff. They know what they're talking about. And the beauty of it is, if you walk in and they carry a line of, say, uh, I'll say Bosch Tools or Milwaukee or any other number of lines of tools, they carry everything that company makes when it comes to their tool line, because Bosch makes other things outside of tools. But if you need a Bosch tool, which one would you like? We can get it for you. Where those other big box stores cannot because they have limitations on their lines. Right. So you go to the local store and guess what? The price, it's going to be the same anyway. It's the same price. They know what they're talking about and they can get you the full line. So this is why shopping at small, independently owned local businesses is good. You're helping your community, number one. Number two, you're helping to keep people employed in your community. And number three, these are knowledgeable people who, by the way, are paid living wages. Yep. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are also businesses that are probably involved in your community, like sponsoring little league teams or hockey yes. leagues or. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Right? Making donations to local art groups and that type of stuff. And so. I do realize, don't get me wrong, I do realize that some smaller businesses are, are expensive, right? Yeah. I, I, I understand that. Look, I occasionally take the train out to go to a, the big W big box store to pick up certain things because it's cheaper there than it is anywhere else. And I hate myself for doing it, but I have a budget to live within too. Yeah, exactly. If I, can, if I could buy everything locally, absolutely everything, I would. The soap I buy, like the soap for, it's expensive. It's $8 a bar. It's expensive, but it's locally made. It's all natural and it's vegan. Yep. Which that's the only vegan thing I'll, I think I'll ever purchase. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on to our next category before we end this show. Hopefully we'll uh, 
or maybe we may be able to get through another queue rather a little more quickly. We'll see. The best federal cabinet minister. We've talked a lot about the cabinet, and a lot of people have impressed us. Mm -hmm. I had noted Karina Gould specifically, of course, Sean Fraser, uh, Seamus O'Regan Jr., Melanie Jolie, and François-Philippe Champagne. This would be about my top five for this year. I would normally put Freeland or Anand, but Anand is at defense where she doesn't get much airtime at the moment. No. And Freeland, well, it's pretty much steady as she goes at this moment, but there hasn't been much opportunity for her to especially stand out or shine like at when the start of the war in Ukraine was happening. So these are my top five for this year. If I had to pick one, it seems that the consensus so far this year is Sean Fraser. That has been the most outstanding. But if you have any thoughts on that, Mr. Grizzly, I'd be happy to hear them. I'm going to go right along with you on Sean Fraser. Out, outstanding work, not to mention the fact that he has also pushed back on multiple occasions and, and pushed back against Michelle Ferrari when she took credit for the housing program in her community that she actually voted against, and he called her out for that in the House of Commons. Funny how mainstream media didn't cover that, though. Did you notice that? Like, we covered it. It's all over Twitter or X, but mainstream media, I didn't see that anywhere. Why is that? Not even the CBC, which is, according to Pierre Polyev, biased for the liberal government, which we know is a crock of shit. Mm -hmm. Because if it was biased, why, would, why didn't they splash that everywhere? I didn't see it anywhere on mainstream media. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Do we have anything else to say about the cabinet ministers? Well, uh, I think Melanie Jolie is a kick-ass minister, and I, I, I love her work. I've, I've, I've taken umbrage with a couple of things from Christian Freeland as of late, but I don't, I, I don't have the point forms in front of me of what she said that I was, eh. there was a couple of things she said but that I The Disney thought, thing was off. Yeah. And recently she, she made a comment and, and it rubbed me the wrong way about, eh, she doesn't really give a shit about somebody like me, was the vibe I got from it mm -hmm. in an interview with. It might've been with Vashi or was it with Rosie? I can't remember. There was a clip I saw and I went, what? Oh, I don't care for that. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I, I just don't have it in front of me right now. And we've got to wrap this up shortly and get on to other things. But I do take umbrage with these folks from time to time. I don't see eye to eye with them on everything. And occasionally they're going to say something I completely disagree with. And I'm going to tell you about it. They tend to do that a lot less than these loyal opposition. The disloyal opposition does, though. Mm, indeed. So much less. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. My next category is the most disappointing MP. And I don't mean disappointing in terms like they're always bad, but mm -hmm. people for whom we had hope. Mm. Or that often that we can respect, but yeah, sometimes. That's an easy so, one for me. Yeah, so... We're probably the same one, but I think we're probably ahead, the same one in the end. Mine are Carla Qualtro, because even though that Canadian disability benefit thing is happening, it seems to be happening so much slower than any other piece of legislation. And people needed this now, yes. years ago. So even like though Laura the work Babcock's, is good. Laura Babcock said, point blank, we don't care about disabled people in this country, as evidenced by the lack of support they get. Yep. And just other things as well. For example, we found out after the last Winter Olympics that even though Own the Podium had been rewarding able-bodied athletes with money for medals, that still had not been 
passed on to our Paralympians and that they were going to put it in place for the next Olympics, which made me ask, well, why can't we just do it retroactively for the Olympics that just passed? Just get it on now. What's stopping? What's yeah. stopping you? Exactly. So it was like, so that was a little disappointing. Michael Chung, of course, that's on my, my list. Number one pick for disappointment. Yes. Mr. Singh. Yeah. A little disappointed. Mark Holland, in the sense, I think he's the health minister and he's new at the portfolio, but a lot of the cabinet ministers have been doing some videos. Mm -hmm. The one with Mr. Reagan on unions, for example. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Holland did his, and let's just say it wasn't as strong or as convincing. And he yeah. didn't seem as enthusiastic about it. It didn't work so well for him. Now, um, I, I know this works well for... He's Seamus a good guy. Be, well, Seamus O'Regan it works well for because he worked in television for a number of years. But as well, he's got a leg up. He does but have we have Sean up. Fraser. Well, as Sean Fraser, but what I was going to say about Seamus O'Regan is, yes, he worked in television. Yes, he knows how to sell it. But the thing is, when you watch him, when he's being, will there be back to work legislation? And his, the look on his face, are you out of your freaking mind? That's what he was thinking. No, there will not be any such thing as that. That was not an act on his part. No. That was genuine. That was a sincerity. It, that, he was sincere. He says, no, we'll, we're going to go to the bargaining table and work this out. The yep. conservatives would just legislate everybody back to work and piss on your rights. Yep. And my fifth, fifth one on that was, of course, Monsieur Blanchet, who frequently, when it comes to national things, says, takes the right position. But mm -hmm. every now and then, he's done it a few times this year, has let his little racist slip show. And I can't be yeah. having that. I can't have that. With Blanchette, sorry, there's just no room. You're either a tolerant society or you're not. It's one or the other, right? Yeah. You can't go back and forth. I was also looking at star opposition MP. And oddly enough, my three choices come from the smaller parties. I have Alistair McGregor, mm -hmm. who has been on several files this year standing out. We've talked about him two or three, four times over the course of the year during various times. But the most recently, when he was reporting back at what was going on during the 30-hour telethon mm -hmm. and doing it very well, Mike Morris of the Green Party. Oh, yes, yes. And Leah Gazan, also of the NDP, who had uh, presented uh, many interesting motions and valid motions with regard to the Indigenous community, one of them being a private member's bill, which she actually got passed. Hmm. So I would say just by the sheer number of interventions, Alistair McGregor in one sense, but I think given the value of the work to Canadian society. I will ultimately land on, it sounds weird to say land on Leah Gazan. <laughs> but yeah, I think I will go with that because I think the work that she did will, will have a greater impact on actually changing lives for the better. Yeah. Well, uh, so we talked about disappointments and I said, Michael Chong, um, obviously, but there's one more. Oh, okay. And I'm going to show you a tweet from uh, Luc Lebrun from, this was December 14th. And I just, just saw this tweet come across my timeline. I don't know why sometimes things take a couple of days or the way Twitter works these days. It's anyway, chronological time t tweets are just, it's anyway here. 
look at this. I'm going to put this on the screen and I'll read it for the audio version. And well, it's uh, conservative MP Melissa oh, Lanceman yes. stops for a selfie with convoy blogger Donald Smith. Smith spent three months in jail earlier this year and was also facing criminal harassment charges in British Columbia. He was also ejected from the Emergencies Act inquiry after threatening to confront journalists. Hmm. Not a good look. And, and if we scroll down, it's Donald Smith. Look who I ran into when walking. Melissa Lanceman, hmm. Ottawa. And it's the two of them in the photo with Melissa giving a thumbs up. You didn't read the t-shirt by the company they keep you will know them by the company they keep Leah Gazan, we're talking about her she sought to revive a bill aimed at ensuring Canada's laws are in harmony with the United Nations Declaration of Rights of the Indigenous People that was pretty important and she also led a charge to establish with Bill C-22 C-223, a National Framework for a Guaranteed Livable Basic Income Act. This was in 2021 that she did this, but she's still pursuing that. She takes on the issues that need to be taken on, and she does what she can do as a member of the fourth party mm -hmm. to actually bring attention to them. And she even has success every now and then. I believe that the private member's bill that she had put up that I'm trying to find which one it was, but I believe it might have been, no, it wouldn't have been that one because the conservatives didn't support that, anything with regard to UNDRIP, but I believe it did pass unanimously. Congratulations to you. This good constituency MPs, they matter, even if they're not from the governing party, even if they're not from your party of choice. When you have a good constituency MP, Mm -hmm. Keep them. Period. It, well, this is the thing. As we have said on this show time and time again, we do not elect a prime minister. We elect a parliament. The best thing you can do in your writing is to vote for the best candidate, no matter the party. Now, I say that this time with some caution, because if there were a, well, only a little bit of caution, really, if there were a lot of good conservative MPs, then... Polyev might form government, but there's just not a lot of good conservative MPs. So I don't really think that's a concern. I'm sure there's a couple out there. There have to be. They can't all be deplorables. Well, you know what? I was, and I'll be honest, I was really trying hard to find one that I could lift up and say, out of all the bunch, this one. There's got to be somebody somewhere. I can right? point to some. I couldn't find one. I couldn't think of anything. Hmm. I couldn't think of anything. All the people I, I had, could think I had, of off the top of my head who stood out for something terrible. Yeah, I know. There's got to be And I found it what it is. There's got to be one who did something very good somewhere. There's got to be one. And I found it what it is. The House of Commons unanimously backed a motion declaring the deaths and disappearances of Indigenous women and girls a Canada-wide emergency and calling for funding for a new system to alert the public when someone goes missing. So I believe it was the red dress alerts. Oh, okay. She, that was her private member's bill and it passed unanimously. So there's the one good one. No, that that's Leah Gazan the, from oh, the NDP. Yeah. I was trying to say that she did lots of things and she had one of private members because private members bills rarely pass, especially yes, opposition very. ones and especially not unanimously. Yeah. That's pretty rare. 
And she managed to get that normally done. die on the floor, right? Yeah. And she managed to get that done. Wow. Good for her. From the fourth party. Mm. So hats off. MP yeah. is on hats off. All right, Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do indeed, sir. Yes, we do indeed. We All right, kids, kids and Cubs, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless, so please tell your peeps and poops all about us. If you do not want to miss an episode, you do not have to, thanks to the Ray Girl. If you click that squiggly right under my chin, right now under my there chin. There you go. There, then. <laughs> Just a little off-center for my chin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one, one above my head. <laughs> That'll bring you to our pod page. That's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. And that way, when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, it'll come directly to you. And as well, if you like to smash with buttons, then make like Kit Elaine, like, share, and subscribe at our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube page. We appreciate everything you do there. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for getting us to over 500 this year, Kids and Cubs. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we do. And if you would like to leave us a little something, that squiggly by Mr. Grizzly's head brings you to our coffee page. That's coffee, ko-fi.com slash Eager Beaver. <laughs> Mr. Grizzly, seriously. He's trying to move his dome to right next to it. There you go. And that brings you to our emergency hydration fund and gets just a little bit of education. We do appreciate the donations through the super chat, but donations through the super chat, I'm tripping over my tongue, 30% mm. of it goes to YouTube and 70% comes to us. Whereas with coffee, we get more than 90% of it actually. So for example, on a $25 donation, because Kit Frankie had asked us this, should I donate? On a $25 donation via coffee using PayPal, we get $23.97 of that. Via wow, Super Chat, we get $17.50 of that. Oh, we'll take anything you're willing to give us. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you want your dollar, this is so you can make an informed choice about how you donate. Mm -hmm. Because Super Chat's easy. You're there and you just click the button. Exactly. Going to coffee requires some extra effort, some extra steps. If you, But if you do want us to benefit more from the donation that you have, if you go through coffee, substantially more. Like I said, out of $25, it's the difference of between $17.50 and $23.97. But again, whatever is easiest for you. Exactly. We don't want to complicate things for you. And that's why we are leaving both options. But we want and, you also and, to be informed consumers. And if you scan it, the, the QR code with your smartphone, it'll take you right to it and you can make a donation there if you wish. Yeah. So just a little online literacy so that you can spend your dollars in the manner you choose to. Correct. All right. We like to help. Well, we like to, and, and like, it's new, it's and new we for like all of us. like your help. <laughs> yes. And it's new for all of us. Yes. Right? Yes. So, uh, because democracy is something that you do, write those letters to those, to those MPs, especially about the national food program, especially wondering about, hey, conservatives, what are you doing there on Ukraine? And particularly to the Sun Media Network. Mm-hmm to ask him to what additional accountability there is going to be other than just Mr. Varvel's contract being suspended. Because again, a lot of people made some decisions along the way. And it just seems to me that, oops, we won't hire this guy anymore. Doesn't seem to be enough for this. All right. Agreed. 
from the Eager Beaver Lodge, this is your Eager Beaver saying it can be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Well, I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're recording this prior, but I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you had a good time. I hope everybody was safe. Uh, words of wisdom, I don't, I think I'm, I'm out of them for the moment. I'm just, I'm celebrating the season because I do and I choose to. And for those who don't, I hope, I hope you got some re rest and relaxation and I hope it wasn't uh, too lonely if you, you know, weren't, weren't able to be with your friends or family. And I, I just, it's, I know how tough this time of the year can be on so many people. So I, I have a lot of compassion for those who aren't able to either, if you celebrate, but aren't able to be with friends and family due to whatever circumstance, I hope it wasn't too rough on you. And that's mm -hmm. all I've got to say about that today. And I'm hoping that maybe a little bit of time with us and the damn fam even though mm. we're not here live, was able to give you a little solace. And I we'll realized... I'm going to join in for the chat for a little bit too. Oh so. yeah, and I realized when we were filming our actual Christmas show, I forgot yes. to be <laughs> festive. Now, of course, we were dealing with a serious subject. So yeah, one day belated from Christmas, but still for Boxing Day. Merry Christmas. Or, or <laughs> wrestling Day? Is it Wrestling Day? <laughs> Rest, wrestling Day's tomorrow. Oh, I think God. MMA day is Thursday. And <laughs> this is Sunday. Christmas is Monday. Boxing day is Tuesday. Wrestling day is Wednesday. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it sorted. I got it sorted. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Grizzly, please roll them credits. Oh, and I don't know. If, do, do we have the new music on this show? Of course we do. Okay. So then a big thank you to Paul. Not me. Nope. A whole other Paul, <laughs> which I will give the proper credit in the, in the Easter egg when we come back, but enjoy. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries, featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. All right, and for some reason, cannot find it anywhere. So. <laughs> I'll get it queued up for the next show. All right, but uh, yes, our good friend Paul did that, and as you will know, we'll have change our intro and outro and whatnot, and our core or episode descriptions to make sure that we include him there, so that if you ever you need to use the services, you can find him as well. All right, Alrighty. bye everyone. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. 
legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.